0: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi guys, welcome to the latest edition of Great Houston Talks To. We've got a great guest uh, for a few years, um, guaranteed to entertain you with this podcast. Um, thank you for coming in and let me introduce Hugh Burns. How are you?
1: Very well, big man. Yeah. I thought we were uh, recording about half an hour ago. We were into some daft stories, but no, I'm delighted to be here. I've been watching your stuff online and uh glad to be a part of it. Eh? Great. Well, I kind of,
0: well, thank you for coming in because yeah. it's be lonely show sitting here myself and uh, <laughs> talking sort of to yourself. Talking to myself. <laughs> um so we've, you know, for some great guests, obviously the majority yeah. of connection. So sure. it's great to to have you in. Um so we what I try and do is just go through your life chronological order. So let's get back to um your formative years. With memory, you're boy. I'm guessing you were born and bred there. Um, how did you know what was life like there? And when you get involved in grassroots football, just could you talk us through that? sure
1: Oh, listen, I think I started playing uh, with the boys' brigade when I was seven, Craig, and I lived in a little village called Ash just outside Larkall. And it was under 11, so it meant to get in and lie that was 10 to get in the team, they wouldn't have let me in, it was young, and I, and I forget that. Um, so uh, that was my kind of. This welcome to football got on me and, and playing with the older boys. It was great uh to be to be part of that at a seven year old. Uh progressed through the boys clubs uh in Larkhall, played with a little team called hairless Hill Boys Club, and you know, we, we just seemed to win everything with a lot of good kids, a lot of good players. We had great people that looked after us, a lot of good people. And uh it was just like a kind of natural progression to uh to go to, to a better boys club and, and I've, I've probably a lot of people don't know that's okay i was born and bred in i school that and i probably will get me back stuck about it but i don't really tell everybody about the fact that when I'm here to tell you the truth i was actually a mother supporter craig when i was a young boy i was a Middlesbrough fan and and for me uh, i then went to for part boys club when i was 13 12 and a half 13 and um they signed me on an s so I went in training the two night, two days, you know, during the school holidays and what have you, be a party. Alan McLeod was a manager. I was playing my Park part, boys club was playing well, and muddled my team. So it was really it was working out great for me. I was playing at Loch Park one night in a in a schools representative game. And I got in the back of the car and my dad turned around and he says, um, he says, Listen, we've just been approached by two Rangers Scouts tonight. And I went, the Two Rangers Scouts? He went, Ah, oh, he says, Rangers, what are you saying? me? I is can of sign for Ranger stars? I says, I'm saying my mother. Won't. So at that time, clubs were only allowed a certain amount of players they could sign on professional RS form contracts. So I was the unlucky one. Uh, I suppose it worked out long term better for me, I suppose. I what it did, of course, that when McLeod signed me, he put my form in his row. And I wasn't registered at Park Gardens. So when he my dad my dad then told me that. Rangers had wanted to sign me, and that was I was totally gutted. I was I was right my heart, really. The fact that they did that with me. And um, uh, well, the next night, George Rinsiman, a uh, famous scout, was uh standing chatting at the door, and he came, sat down, and it he didn't need to sell rangers to me. So if you're if you're if you're not officially signed with mother and rangers come chatting, um I signed in the dotted line.
0: So what age would you have been at, at, at this point, Sure? Just,
1: just uh, approaching fourteen. Approaching fourteen. So their move then was to move me to with United, where a lot of the S forms for all the clubs congregated really. That's where they put all the good players. We Derek Ferguson, Big Slim, uh went there. Rangers and David Proven at the time was in charge of us. Big David was in charge, uh, of or, or the kids really. Um, and they you know what a group of kids he had, and he kind of darted them all around the city, but predominantly Craig, most of them had had, had ended up at
0: Galway United. This is something I was just talking to a kid about last night uh, at training. We were up under fourteen team, mm-hmm. and there was four kids signed pro youth for that one squad in the last season. Yes, um, so we had to do a lot of recruitment. So there's a lot of kids that uh, good good players to replace them, but I don't know the stories. I don't know where they're from or whatever. So I started talking to him. And he took a wee knock during training. So he was put to the side and I went out to talk to him. And I said to him, um, who, was, who was, he said, you signed us from. And he was talking about that and he was talking about school football. And I mean, I don't you go to the same school, Lanarkshire boy. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I don't know, man, mate. You, 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 that's four. And you know how much five. And I know he's Lanarkshire, he's Lark Corps. That team's got seven players for Lanarkshire coming out of Lanarkshire and coming to our club, which is great because of good players and every really? team wants players. But it made me think, see back in your day and back in my day, see if we, I was Renfrewshire, paisley Linwood the leagues I was playing in, see if we drew a Lanarkshire team in the Scottish Cup, you we always went, because Lanarkshire had a right stronghold of uh, clubs. And I was saying to him, um, about Jervison, oh, they're rotten. Like seriously, when I was a kid, you're Jervisons, you're Mill United, and there was a right strong community, Good grassroots clubs in Lanarkshire, and I think there's are still good clubs in Lanarkshire at this day. I don't think it's anywhere near the level it was in the 70s, 80s, and the 90s. I don't know what's happened there. Maybe people can go into Glasgow they can go elsewhere and play football easier than we could when you and yeah, I were but, kids. but
1: a lot of these kids that are getting brought in, for me, at a far too early stage, Craig, and, and you know, by 10, 11, 12, they've been told they're not good enough. We are, that's probably why there is no strong boys clubs, because the senior clubs are taking these kids in. And training them two and three and four nights a week, which personally I don't agree with. You know, you, you let the kid, you know, fly the nest and decide what club he wants to go to. I don't think it should be settled down with any particular club at a really young age. So that's that stopped the progression in the boys' clubs, and nobody coming through. it, it then stops the, the school's football because it was really aim then to be uh, an international, uh, you know, at 15, which I was lucky enough to get as well. So it was, you know, it was uh, Lanarkshire schools, Scottish school boys What does it happen to Craig? And then the next step is going full time. So it, it seems to be these kids that are in, they're, they're tossed in the scrap heat early on and, and they're at the game. So I, I just think the structure of the game right now has got a real detrimental effect on kids coming through. Uh,
0: it's funny you say that because. God, God rest him not long before Walter Smith had passed away. It was about six months before we were aware He was ill. And uh, he, he was, I was talking to him on the phone one day and uh, we were talking about kids' football. We were on the phone for about an hour. Rangers had just beat Celtic. And there was five minutes talking about Rangers and the other 55 minutes talking about kids' football. It was fascinating for me as a guy. You know, the man's a, a, a demigod. He a to me and um, he made my connection to grassroots football. It was, a, it was a great hour. And one of the things Walter Smith said to me is, he says, you see... I was managing the Rangers, he said, if I wanted to sign a boy, 22 year old, I'd normally offer him a three or a four or a five year contract. But see if I want to sign a kid at 12, it's a 10 month contract basically you're signing. That's how you're committing. And he said, and if, if clubs had to do the same with the young kids as they have with the you know the, the, the younger pros, it, yeah. and they had to come out to them for three and four and five years, you'd probably find they wouldn't be as quick to pull kids out of grassroots, Came back to him, and I thought that's a fascinating insight. you see, your kid that you can sign when what so youngest they you can sign them about 11, but can t- we've got kids at seven that play for us that are training with Rangers and Celtic. And they might train with them for three years before they're old enough to sign, but that kid could be training with Rangers, Celtic, Murdoch, Hearts, Hibs, the whole it's crazy, right? The, the and I thought that's a crack, natural insight. But so, you, your time you you know, you're, you're playing for, for Kosh again, a, a, a good club, uh, great by the time and. Who who was there? Who, who did you play at um, the time? Uh, it made the grade.
1: Well, it, it, it was it was quite funny. Uh, in in the particular coach team, I was quite fortunate that I then made the step up. There wasn't a lot of them. There was a lot of S forms, but the one that played with me was John McStay. John was a lot cowboy, strangely mm-hmm. enough. Uh, that 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 played at Gartcosh, but they were all S forms that didn't really really kick on uh, into professional careers. But they were all good boys. Um. But I, I was I was so fortunate, uh, uh, and to be a part of a, a youth set-up at Ibrooks at the time, that was um, and I sing his praises to everybody and everywhere I go was David Proven. Um and I don't think David Proven ever get the recognition in the club uh, that he deserved, um, and I get doing a, I don't know whether he just didn't fit into. Set up at a time as it happens with players. If your face doesn't fit or what, you never seem to be a part of it. But that big guy gave his his life to Rangers, uh, and and then wasn't he really well treated, Craig, uh, at the latter end? But I'll go back to players like brought myself through. These are all these are all boys that David Proven, George Rinsaman, God rest him, Stan Anderson all brought in to become S form signings uh, when John Greg was a the manager. That then became apprentices, then became. Predominantly on international footballers, played uh, a lot of games for Rangers and made Rangers a lot of money. So I'll start I'll start at the boat and the ladder, I'll start with myself, of course. Uh so so the, so I come through, uh Robert Fleck comes through, Ian Durant comes through, Derek Fergus comes through, David McPherson comes through, Kenny Black comes through, uh, and they're just the ones that kinda of come off the top of my head. Now, they're all players. Um that further down the line when Sunnis came in, Sunnis is everyone. Obviously. <laughs> but <Bar> me, <right? laughs> But we'll go into that later on. But you know what I mean? The amount of players that, that David Proven had brought through yeah. uh, into the first team uh, were all brilliant footballers. Billy Davis mm. uh, was another one. Me, Billy should for me had been Billy well, was a, a brilliant player at youth level. But Rangers were rich at that time. And, and, and our big game at Gaps Cautionated was, surprise, surprise, Celtic Boys Club, Barrafield, Wow. Because they knew I was an nice S form saying with Rangers. And even at the age of 13, 14 and above, I was the biggest on bastard in the world. <laughs> um, uh, which was fine um, until my dad got into a wee bit of altercation one day. <laughs> something this is all, you know, at, at football level, at kids level. Uh, but Peter Grant played with Celtic, right? And, and even then, Peter was running about pointing at everybody <laughs> Peter the Pointer. So I was playing I was actually playing centre back and uh Peter was the centre midfield because we, we always had tussles, but him and I played in the, the Lanarkshire schools together. And even to this day, Peter and I have got some good respect and we, we're like one and to be fair. We got on well. I get I get Peter, he's a Celtic man that played with Celtic. I'm a Rangers man that played with, with Rangers. And that in the eighties and the nineties, probably that's the way the players were, Craig, you know. Um but a great upbringing for the first part boys club to Gat United to then getting the call up to going uh and to do the boots and you do your first year apprenticeship at kind of just 16. I don't even think it was 16 I think
0: so who gives you that news how does that actually work well how does it come about
1: what happens is uh, you get a phone call again for the club Big Davey takes you in um and at that time Greggy was the manager I had just got the job uh John Greg was the, was an actual manager at the football club and then Greggy takes you into the boot room and it's a very casual chat I mean listen you're doing well with the boys club uh you're thought highly here we want to bring in and you want to do your your first year apprenticeship it's basically you've got a full year you're on trial it's high and if you still play with Gat Kosh at 16 you could still play there I have tell a lie no that was coming to an end Craig what happened then was put me junior right They farm you because you're just not good enough to go into the reserve team you're very young Because you reserves a lot of big a lot of good players so they then my first junior club was the bends they put me to the bends at 16 and uh it was quite a, a difficult one for me because at 16 at that time the juniors uh set up was all kind of ex-pros experienced they could all play and i remember going to the bends and actually not getting in the team believe i'm not i couldn't get in the team but there was a guy playing right back and I forget his name his name was Ali Marshall and he was a Scottish international fullback at right back he was a good player and and I couldn't actually get any team at 16 because he was there so David got word of that, and um, he says Listen, I'm going to move you I want you playing he says I'm not wanting to go and be on the bench at the juniors at 16. Uh, so he moved me to canvas Rangers. Um, so that was a great move for me Somerville Park great setup good crowd quite intense easy to get to training I trained in a night. I trained at iBooks every day and went down on a Thursday manager there the guy called David Thompson David McCulloch was an ex pro and I played with a lot of good older pros there and it was great for me to be in amongst that. I'm with you know the, the Rangers during the day and then I'm in with the juniors at, at night they're right old school so it's fair for a learning curve it was it was really good for me
0: so you're 16-ish Around mm-hmm. seventeen. Yeah. Didn't work out for you, but I mean, you speak to Frank the next time I'm on at right, Bempel. T- <laughs> oh,
1: cheeky
0: hens, aye. <laughs> came into bother for moving right, right, again game. um So you're, you know, you're into camera slang, sixteen to seventeen year old playing it right back. You must have came up against some big stud defusers and going yeah. for, you know. Playing against kids relatively your same age, apart from when you're a liar at seven and playing in the under, yeah, but you, you know, you're, so the physicality is a massive step up. So how did you cope with that? Sure.
1: Well, I was always quite, I, I, you know, what I mean, I was always kind of ahead of my years with my build. You know, I'd always like big legs. It was strong and not overly strong that you know went went, went everything. But I, I was always, I'd always put my foot in. Nobody really intimidated me, but um, I, I, I just kind of. That was always a part of my game craig i was never really worried about who i played against as long as i put you know my show on the road then then basically i could match who i was playing again so for that point of view yeah again the juniors uh lot of old ex pros and what better that 16 year old that you're playing with that and getting a wee nick here and a wee nick there learning and biting back no biting back playing with players that are helping you and and it was a great development for me at that age and that just seemed to be the way it was it wasn't the, the you know the the 21s. But it is new, our reserves. It was you went junior and you went junior and you take you to learn your trade. and Some get fun out and some kicked on. So, how long were you at uh, the junior level? One year, in fact, somebody told me a fact. I don't know, you could probably check this or no. When I don't know if it's true or no, I'm only telling you what the guy told me, and he was quite adamant that the year I played with Cambridge Lang Dangers, the start of that season in the Central League, the same. Season, but the different year going into the new year, I'm, I played for Rangers in the League Cup final at hamden so I'm starting the season at line Rangers, and I'm finishing the season at Glasgow Rangers. So I must have been doing some right, right back, to be getting in uh, big joke starts.
0: So who who was the season pros? Was it David McKinnon? Then his like, Davies was on the show just the last guest. So who was the right backs so that you were having to try and oust out the, at the,
1: at that the time, uh, Sandy? God bless him, had a long move yeah. to Hearts. Um, at that time, Big Joke had brought in Jimmy Nickel, first stint, yeah. to kind of take over. Um, no, take over David. I think Joke's sitting up. It was actually Greg Eat David McKinnon, yeah, yeah. if I'm right. Yeah. So obviously, Joke had brought in. Uh, so really, if I think there was Jimmy Nick, David McKinnon, and again, the right back thing just kind of happened for me. I was again more of a central midfield player a right side of the midfield. So that it was really I was putting right back with Camus Lang. But I, I don't know whether it was Big David Proven had seen me seen, you know, be going back to play there long term. But that that was quite unique that season. And I did probably at the time he didn't even realise it. But you know, it was a hell of a call up, wasn't it? You made a, you know, your old firm debut, you'll go and play against Celtic. And it was the first school cup final, eighty-four. I do need to tell you. Go heart trick bang, bang, bang. Big gate can push him in the box, and it was a one boner saved. A rebound. Sorry, that
0: was so, the last one. Yeah. Uh, so, what age were you in that cup final? Seventeen. And this is your debut. Uh, no, I had played. I had
1: played at Motherwell in my debut for Big Jock and scored against uh, Motherwell. Quite ironic, getting back to first Park yeah. after leaving in a flood of tears. um I played in Ross County. I played in a guy Billy Wilson, who then became Ross County manager. I played his testimonial. Went up. That was my first taste to going in the bus with the first team with the Robert Princes and the Dozies. God rest them and all the Coiste and Coop. enough to play a testimonial with Dingwall Billy, uh, Craig. Sorry, and uh, that was my first taste there. But this what happened that season. uh I played against uh, the Glasgow Celtic.
0: So your debut, your first competitive debut, is against Motherwell. Against right. Motherwell. And. Are you still playing with canvas lang the week before and gone and training with him or how, how did, no no no
1: what happened then was i, I they had brought me into playing the reserves then right. so you know you come away from canvas lang rangers uh and joe mason who was greggy's assistant was in charge of the reserves along with stan and big Davey overseen things with the youths but it was part of the reserves so i'm in the reserves again with predominantly the boys i mentioned earlier on who all played in the in, in the reserves um kenny lyle uh, bully Davis, Big Slum was just getting in the first team, but Alicia Fergie and Geraint was coming through as well. Flecky, uh, Big Andy Kennedy, Big Andy played in front of me, um so there was a lot of good, was a lot of good kids.
0: So this is all happening quite quick for you then, because you went to Benz, yeah. but you're only good enough to get in the bends. <laughs> you're playing a league cup <laughs> final, <laughs> <a laughs> you later have to play with the Rangers. I, um So when you're in the reserves and it's that coming up to the, the, the first game against Mullerbol. Which, how does that get the lover team through your head at that point
1: well uh big joke was a lover coming into the dressing room and no saying nothing to md but he came in and he pinned the first team squad up on the board and i think that particular game somebody had to come along and tell me in, in the away dressing room because the reserves and the staffs were along in the reserves well the, the away dressing room so I, I had no idea of being on this sheet and i think it was one of the boys and actually if i didn't remember it was flecky it was we post coming, in and he went he says hey masha you better me when he's you i say, you, you better go and check that i think you're in that squad tomorrow i says kid don't. because there'd always been the a wind-ups you know you've doing a big custard pie and you were new on it you imagine walking back in slaughtered so i went down and he named all the squad It started with big peter jimmy Nick, through them all Craigie parts and blah 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 right doing Bobby Russell, Coop. And Burns, and I'm going, oh, there's not another Burns in there. There's not another Burns here. It must be me. So we
0: like signed Kenny Burns.
1: Oh, I, I was like, oh, I knew it was the Sam Burns, right? <laughs> right, so I went, man, no way. I said, I'm in the squad. I walked back up my Collins. I am like, can you believe that Skim up and tell the woman in the wash because I would have a bit of fun with him. I said, I'm in the squad tomorrow. They're like, oh, shoot, hey, brilliant. You know, back in the day, that was a big thing, Craig. Like. Yeah. I'm in the squad tomorrow. Oh, could you get him quick enough? Up the stairs and asked Laura to can use a phone? She went, aye. I phoned my dad, damn, in the squad tomorrow. Oh my god, wait, I phoned your mom doing it short. show Just oh, snowballs, did it?
0: So, this is literally the day before. This is a Friday again, Friday, aye.
1: Friday mm-hmm. squad, then the Friday. And, um, uh, you know, be prepared for uh, Saturday.
0: And did you be on the bench? Did you start so the on bench?
1: the bench? On the bench, the big joke, and uh, I can't remember who was on the bench, In two subs, you know, and big joke was in the dugout. Uh, Totten was there with him because he brought Totten. I uh, can't remember our sub. Right, Sugar, get yourself warmed up. Uh, halfway through the second half, I'm out, and the fans didn't even know me. <laughs> I'm like, I hey, know I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> really glad you did have ginger hair, and <laughs> there was Tommy Burns as well. I
1: was <laughs> <laughs> like, who's that? Curly Perman, all that. Like, Warming up beside <laughs> the park. Like, I'm, like, I'm, getting out here. I'm embarrassed. I don't even you know who at him. <laughs> Like well, they would have known, of course, uh, coming through the ranks and obviously uh, maybe hearing things about yeah, me. But you're yeah. up doing the touch warming up for Rangers, and you know, there's like, folk like, You see them going, who's, who's the boy? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you're on what, maybe 20, 25 minutes?
1: we daisy cut off the edge of the box. I hurt this thing, and Hugh Sprock was about bit unsighting. I remember it getting into this day. did not it bolt right? Off. Oh, oh, died, wait are <laughs> on the am going dark.
0: He you wrote know, a position at the time. I can't, remember up right we were, back. I
1: can't remember we were supposed to be playing Craig, but I was only part, I was just happy to be there. Uh and it was a decent strike. Hugh should have saved that. Ice. I met Hugh later in life and I, and he was like, I remember you scored against me. I went, I remember I was my first ever goal for Rangers. No, that I scored that many, but um that was important, wasn't it? Getting on, making your debut and scoring. You buy a lot of
0: coal like just to get any better than that. No, it's all right. And to top it off, it's a team that when you were 13, 14, that kind of really great to you. Yes, to 100%, up, 100%, yeah, 100%.
1: Absolutely.
0: So, do you become do a regular at that point, or is it in and out? How did it pan out the rest of that season?
1: I think the end of that season, uh, if I'm right, was the world tour. He took us to America, Canada, Australia, and New
0: Zealand. Um, did you have a passport? I, was told you, well, I had
1: a passport. I <laughs> had a passport. The worst passport for, for in the world. A big curly perm and a big sheepskin jacket. Like, every time I went through passport control, guys, what's happening there? I never I forget that picture. Anyway, we starts off, we go to Australia and they pulled me into the office of Big in Big Wallace. And he went, listen, he says the under-18s, which I was playing under-18, you at that team for Scotland. Uh, I did 15, 16, 18s. Andy Roxburgh's wanted to take you to the European Championships in the summer. He says, "But I also want to take you in the World Tour to, uh, with Rangers." And he says, "Have you made your mind up yet, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wallace?" I says, "Gaffer, um, no. That would get frowned upon in this day, saying I'll go a World Tour with Rangers, but I'll not go and represent my country." It was a hard decision, Craig, because I was part of the 18s and Roxburgh was in a good squad in the 18s but i could see that joke wanted me to go the world tour
0: he pays your wages
1: that was the bottom line and i decided i said right gaffer uh and i know i forget i'm saying this as well i said right gaffer i'm going the world tour and they went right that's fine he says, but you're still going to date between noon and the season he says, because you end up going to uh, russia with scotland he says so i want to keep you keep doing what you're doing and you'll nobody got in the world tour bought <laughs> <laughs> me up brought me down in the same sentence so that's that's what he did
0: and you went to tour
1: went to tour went to tour um broke into the team uh I broke into the team uh, I just naturally put me at right back um I played, I played really every game we, we played the australia, australia national team we played in, the, in sydney cricket ground we played on the melbourne cricket ground it was beam live in the country it was incredible we traveled during australia with the national team Seeing you know, all the expats everywhere we went, in we Adelaide, Newcastle, Brisbane, Surfers Paradise. I'm there with Bobby Russell, Bob took me under his wing, Davy Cooper, my hero. You know, there was great players. Big like John McDonald, uh sorry, John McClellan, John mcdonald Coiste, Bobby Williamson.
0: Is the trip that Bobby broke his leg? Aye,
1: aye. That was the trip that broke his leg. Was there not two the leg uh, no two get legs broke at? big Colin McAdam. I think Big Week done it as well. I think by week it was only one
0: there. of them was on the park, was there no?
1: Uh, it was one, it was a wee bit. I still think it's still to commute about that one, but you need to ask me a be about that.
0: Yeah, you're no you're no And for- I can't kind of tell you. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: but aye, what, what a trap, what a trap on that, forget it. Um arrived in Melbourne, uh, went to Ranger Sports Club, thought it was by lark Hall. Uh, you know, all these bears outside in the world. Um, I remember the trap was a horrible trap, of course, you know, and Big Joe had his. Blazers, collon grey flannels, lined grey flannels, seven foot flight for twenty four <laughs> hours. You're allowed to take your JKR. Uh, but but again, rules were different in the days, weren't they? Uh, and that was that. But travelling round Australia, we then down into Christchurch, into New Zealand. Uh, there was a big banquet that night, and all the players had all their names in the table, and they were all guests of David Cooper, Hugh Bonds, Bob also What an experience! I'm seventeen, Craig.
0: You thinking every summer's going to be oh, last?
1: I think every week's last. <laughs> From the Rangers, probably. So sitting there, fantastic times. Uh, we then where were there? Where are we go to we go to uh, America. We fly to where do we go? To Minnesota. And we play Minnesota kicks in the Astrodome in Minnesota. So we're uh, on the park, uh warming up on the, that time, is obviously indoors Astroturf. And uh, well, there's 50, 60, 70,000 in this place, and the horns are going and what have you. So, we go into the park, we're, you know, we're getting introduced, you know, American style, cosmo style, we're getting introduced to the crowd. And next, uh, it was quite embarrassing, but you had to date, right? And the next thing, the Minnesota of kicks turn up in these big yellow taxis, you know, <laughs> the big yellow, <laughs> hanging out the windies, waving at the fans, you know, and all that. we where was the, I just couldn't believe it. Laughing in the side of the park, What they laughing to the end of it? They absolutely pumped it. Aye. Well, they were all ex pros, like um I just try to think of them. I remember the boy um with be Italy, Roberto Betica She plays like that. but all oh, coming to, to America because they were getting, it was getting, they were getting big money. Craig, that's why they were doing it. Uh, I was playing against a speed winger. Oh, I man, to scream you at the park in the game, <laughs> right, and that was actually tough. He had me twisted and turned. Big like jokes shooting at me. I was sweating. I couldn't breathe. Even... I was like, "Oh my God, what a do we go?" But just being there was again learning curve. Uh, played one game there. And then uh, we finished off the World Tour, made our way to Canada. Took us to uh, um, us to the Park Plaza. I remember staying in the Park Plaza and we, stayed. We, played, uh, we played there and we played in Hamilton um, against, uh, against their national teams. So how long were you away? Three days.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Two and a half hours.
1: <laughs> no, we were, we were away a month, a full month of, well, you think about it, right at the end of the season. And I was a lot of miles to cover my month, was that and then come back into pre-season
0: so we straight into pre-season
1: well i think we get maybe i don't know maybe a week 10 days to to recover from the, the and you know it wasn't a mad boost session either again big job being dropped you know if there was a curfew uh he was waiting on it he would be in he would be in the hole uh, in the hotel for you wait on you coming back so there was nobody messing about um so it was a, it was it was a, it was a massive uh, exercise for the club again to promote the club in that part of the world which has been done well because bears were everywhere so obviously they picked the countries well where we were going because all the expats were there uh,
0: so see, you're, you're a young boy you don't know, get the same ties as some of the the older pros It's they're playing with the hood kids and married and all that at the time yeah so they basically finished the season jump in the plane 24 hours we're to australia new zealand get any canada and america the way back get home a week off and then we're in for pre season saying I get these guys get holidays and breaks, with no, right, I meant
1: not I, I think I don't I, well I don't I don't know. Uh I think it was there was it was kind of all quite settled in at the time. I was obviously the young boy in the party. Uh, so I I would imagine they're wasting probably had their holiday when when they were away that, that particular year anyway. Mm. Uh but I there was a lot of happy faces when we came back to Glasgow.
0: And who was your uh, who was your roommate for for that?
1: Um, my roommate, he changed that about, but it was it was predominantly Eric Ferguson, mm-hmm. uh big, uh, big again uh, Eric Faye uh I was just fascinated the way he spoke. It was only twenty minutes to the road, uh but I was like, "Hi, hey, how are you doing?" Now? And when I met him at first, he did this big twang, but uh, I, got to, I got to know Ferguson quite a decent player as well, but don't quite like him.
0: Uh, was he, forward, he was forward, tall and light he, hair. Yeah, boy. yeah. Oh.
1: He, he was the same on on that trip. Believe it or not, it was quite strange because Stuart Monroe was on it, and um, Ian Ferguson, who I room with, and you know those two guys met the future wives on
0: that trip. They, they met few, did they? work then did <laughs> <it>? <laughs> No, they they were allowed in. <laughs> so how did that? Come? Was that just I, at functions? I in remember.
1: Whatever? I remember. I think that was actually. Uh, Aye, functions and, and, and getting the odd night out. Uh, they, they met, I don't know if oh, I like Stuart's still in Australia, yeah. but I don't know if he, uh, Eric Ferguson, still with the girl he met, but he married. Aye. That's uh,
0: incredible. Uh, Must be busy please, in Australia. Fergie's getting married. You know I mean? <laughs> 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 did, did he have a career after? I remember him in the team. To, I think he went to them for oh, that's
1: uh, and we have no short either, but this big massive snout, right? And speaks for yourself. I, I know, but <laughs> Stan Anderson used to give him dogs abuse about his size, he's, and especially like Team Forties. Not standing shoot at him, you know, like I mean, all that, but he's big bugle, uh, he was starting next to folk. But I, uh, it was a, uh, it was, uh, it was an eye opener that trip.
0: Uh, uh well, my, my, my memories of that, I was a young boy and the Team Forty at the time, it was the pinstripes. Home strap and the white with the red and the blue pun straight for the waist strap. So the first team regulars would be in the blue, and the boys and the reses would be in the white. And I used to go through the 40, you could name all the ones in blue, and then I try to get to remember all the ones in the the, the waist strap. So, you know, the Eric Ferguson's and stuff like that. And
1: Andy Andy Willock, remember we winger Billy Muir, uh, ones that kind of just come to me. Tom Lehman, you remember the story about Tom Lehman? No. He signed a boy for the Ireland, and uh, he was in the reserves, and he, oh, he was just—he was mad as a brush this boy, and he, he made his debut for the reserves, and he pitched his tap on, uh, back to front running
0: down. <laughs> <laughs> He's excited,
1: he <laughs> 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 like, the right Tom. The uh, <laughs> like,
0: the, 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 There's a lot of boys brought over for online. that was outside.
1: young Philip Nell, yeah, uh Tam Lehman. Uh that was good. It didn't it was out for the boys they went back out the road. But I think Philip went on then everybody would get in the Irish league. So I going not let Tam is there but,
0: uh, As a parliament, Brian Kennedy, he'd done the same at the same time. He I that, know, you mean, you ended know, up on like, field control and stuff that's really
1: like that. I feel like, you know, coming through the troubles earlier, and the Rangers were you saying, you get in the ferry You're the you going to play for Rangers or be part of the club. I feel like that must have been for the boys, Craig. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I know what it like for us being here, we were all, all Rangers boys, but to come for the island, and pals known they were way, way Rangers and, and in
0: full time, it must have been. Legends in the street well, I, without even playing.
1: I, exactly, totally.
0: Uh, it's interesting. So, come back for that uh, trap, and the first team regular by that point.
1: Yeah, uh, th- that that's when uh, I think the gaffer had made his mind up about me being there long term, um, and and obviously I then I didn't know, I didn't know, I didn't know what was happening. I remember we're just back to trap, and then I get the phone call doing into the boot room. Joe Mason says the gaffer's want to see you. So you get up that stairs, knowing you did well on the World Tour, but you de- really didn't know what you was getting to when you're going up into his office. So as the people would know, Big Joe was a big intimidating guy. He treated everybody for the last No issues The Coop, who was the top player, the exact same. Everybody get kept in the same level. And he was sitting shut uh, the door and I went and I didn't know what was happening. I knew it was, I did well enough for him. That I would get kept.
0: Sorry, you you've passed your first year apprentice at this time. Aye, I'm
1: just coming out. Aye, I'm just coming out my apprentice, but no sign my long term contract, right? Aye. Because the, the long term stuff came after the, the, the tour. Because I'm still only just seventeen, about yeah. eighteen. And she um, sat down. He says, uh, "There's very good reports in his reserves for Wally Waddle and Mister Fail about you." He says, uh, "I've seen it for myself in Australia. You could be a part of this club for a long time." He says i like the way you go about your business he says i'm going to give you a long-term contract
0: hi guys i'd just like to take a, a minute to talk to you about nordvpn which is a company that i use their services i use it majority of time when i'm traveling abroad and i want to uh, keep up to date with the programs i'm watching at the time or more importantly to me um the sports that i want to watch when i'm abroad so it doesn't matter where i am in the world i can still watch the channels and the games. That, In the sports I want to, it also gives me security and some privacy that I'm looking for when I'm browsing the internet. They've got an exclusive huge discount available to viewers of the podcast, and they'll give you an additional four months free on top of whichever package you go on if you use our our code to get that plus a thirty day no quibble uh, money back guarantee. All you need to do is log on to NordVPN.com backslash. Craig, C-R-A-I-G, and that'll get you the exclusive discount plus the four months free on top of whichever package you go for. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theatres, May 17th.
1: Do you want to tell people the big news?
0: Give them a look, guys, and certainly I've had no problem using them in the times I'm traveling abroad. when I mostly use them, thank you very much.
1: Uh, and the this time, Mars is making buttons. I'm sitting there and I'm going, What's coming here? No days, no agent, no nothing. I could straight in. He says, uh, I'm going to give you a three year contract. He says, Your wages will go for what you're on the new. If you play in the first thing, you'll get £300 a week. You've got £100 appearance money and you've got £100 one bonus. because but we're still the only one with about a quid, because we're only just still kids. Anyway, how does that sound, Hughie? Uh, Shuggy? used to say, Shuggy, I says, Gaffer, that sounds amazing. I says, that's brilliant. I says, um, if I'm known the first team, what's going, to, what's going to be my wage? He says, you'll get double what you're getting in. It. He says, but your incentive is to get in the first team and play. He says, and you're no far away from being a regular. After what I saw. God strike me doing dead, and I tell a lot of people this if I got in day dinners what what I have you, and it's true. And not a lot of people will know if you hadn't been to the dinner. So he says to me, he says, I'm no longer back up the road anyway. It gives you a second stint for the like being at Leicester. He says, um, Where is it your fee, Chuggy? I says, I'm for I'm feel that cold gaffer. And he looked at me. And he says, uh, see that three years contracts on. Fine. Stop. Laura, get in here and change this contract. No. <laughs> I swear. I swear. We go straight me doing dead, honestly. Laura, get in here and change his contract. And uh, Laura came in. He says change that to five years with you. Five year deal. Uh because I told him with was a large
0: call. that <laughs> night, was <laughs> it?
1: <laughs> Couldn't believe that? Couldn't but three years was good enough. Five year was stratosphere, wasn't it? Unbelievable. So that was me again here at night and giving my mum and dad good news. I was only one because I, I, they were a big part of my life and my papa, who lived with me at the time, he was a wee ex-footballer and uh, played in the junior level and they were like, we were, we were, we were all together the four days at that time, me, mum, my dad my papa. Because yeah. his neighbours are still straight in the house and everything was always discussed with us four. So it was like, oh, the hard graft, the day in the school runs and yeah, yeah. day in the stuff, and... It was nice just to sit that night and know that I'd signed a five year contract for Rangers. And get it for my mum and dad.
0: Oh, I i mean, proud parents. Everybody's uh, proud of the Rangers. My if- dad
1: kept his cell uh, out the road. My dad was the one who had pushy parents. My papa, he slaughtered me because, you know, he 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 would come to games and sit in the back of the motor and give me dogs abuse to him But my dad would say nothing. I knew I knew if I did a I knew if I did a bad game, my dad would say you had a quiet game. Aye, <laughs> basically. Aye. Right? Right. But the wee and we huey I was named after my grandfather on the
0: back. You get told slaughtered
1: early dinner. And, oh, my mother says she used to be listening to that radio. Clyde, Dundee's got a booking on when we were getting beat. Well, <laughs> dinner be a nightmare. again. Night <laughs> so it was the happiest dinner in the world when Rangers won. It was the worst dinner in the world if we had lost. but That's the way it
0: was. So. Some good times. I mean, I remember I started watching Rangers as a kid and going to the games. I was born when we'd won trebles, but I've no memory of it. I was too young, yeah. so I started going to the games eighty eighty one. That was my time, yeah. and I remember the Skull Cup final. We won a, t- a trophy. No, it was massive to me. Yeah, and you know, I think I've been full circle with Rangers. You know, we went for that to you know, revolution that happened and we were nine in a row, and then obviously admin, and yeah, yeah. Uh, it's been like that. Um, but to have lived through that time, getting to a school cup final was a massive. not and winning it, yeah, was just incredible. And uh, I, 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 I've got to say to as well, I've got a soft touch for that pre eighty six teams because that was my Rangers. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And my my, my dad would, be, and my granny would be telling me all these wonderful stories about Willie Johnson and Colin Steen, and you know, even before that, uh, the older players of my granny would go on to me about. But that was my Rangers team, mm-hmm. and I and I think sometimes the the quality of the players that were in that team in the squad at the time don't get the appreciation that they deserve. Mm-hmm. Um, it was tough times for the club, but we still had some good players.
1: Yeah, there was tough times for the club, and I was talking about the players that, that that came through and then survived the takeover uh, with David Holmes coming in, and soon as he then coming in as manager. Mm-hmm. I, I, again, all those players, soon as used them all. There's a lot of players that he used. So I remember the 84 Cup final, big joke was a lover of taking uh the team to Tunbury. And again, it, it enlarged the score because it was a Sunday kickoff, which was never heard of either. And it was sponsored by Skull. And it was televised. So it was a big thing. I played in the semi-final against Dundee United, but no in that game, Ian Redford, who sadly know us, ready, had get booked. And had been was then suspended for the final. Pritcey had got injured, was then suspended for the final. So I'd been doing well in the reserves, and on just the, you know the edges of been getting in the team when he picked this big squad to go to Tunbury. and Chuff to be in the squad. Uh, the paper reports were uh, the team was going to pick itself uh, again, no longer with his big Colin McCarron. Big Colin was always going to be one of his subs. It was really. Between myself, Flecky, are we, Derek, Ferguson, three young boys really, didn't have a lot of options. That's how thin the squad was. So for that point of view, I got a battle of luck when the squad was dead, my me back to getting. Mm. Um but I remember him, he named the team at Tunbury. We trained down at Trun. We went back down to Trun to train. Came back up and I trained like a dog as if, you know, I'm I'm letting him know I'm here. And I remember him saying to me in the quiet hand, he says, You're on the because you press me in training on Friday. Um he didn't name the subs to we got there and we got in the jet stream at hamden and all the, the strips were all hung up uh and there was a 12 and a 14 and i forget them I remember as if it's yesterday it says 12s McAdam and 14s Burn. and uh i just went no way cup final ass collapsed right and i went okay so again no really been in that Environment of that situation. And I, I I don't know, I don't know when, what made me do it. but within about ten minutes, I had my gear on, right? Ready to go. And Coyce is like, What are you doing here, silly past? He We've got enough tours before the game starts. <laughs> I said, There's no taking this stuff off me <laughs> So I'm sitting there ready to go and they're all about with their suits talling. I'm sitting there with the, the bits and the shin gears. <laughs> ready to go. i know They're all laughing at me, but anyway. Uh, but you know to the park, warming up and then seeing people that feel like shock it like i knew they knew me and it's how you doing all right I keep your heat doing blah 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 but the game was 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 incredible We're two up they come back as they do last minute free kick and then uh, mccoy gets a winner up the steps <laughs> mental I, I, I... that
0: game probably played a big part of mccoy's career going forward because that was I think that was him. Oh yes. That was his mark. That was his game. Yes. Folk just went, Oh here, we've got something. Here.
1: I definitely uh played up front. In fact, that particular game, um we started with Sandy Clark and John McDonald up front. Koisty played the middle of part mm-hmm. of the big slum. So he brought Solo off, put me into middle, put Koisty up, um to become then the striker with Sandy. So I Koiste was he was he was a good player and he was tough Coisty. And took absolute dogs abuse for a long time, Craig. As we know, again the younger fans will know know that the older ones will. You know, remember the done D game and has got You know, the game my eye looks when they were alley get TF. You know, I was there. Yeah, I was sitting there standing. I'm like, oh my god! And Bomber was playing. We done D. We spoke about that. You know, and um, he says, oh, it was terrible. Full stadium, mate, eh, Craig. Dogs abuse. Who'd have thought my boys would ever get dogs abuse? And then he come through the way he done. What a character you, you need about yourself
0: to you do that. I, I, and I don't think his he's, he's time down at Sunderland would let Johnson down there. And there was rumours at the time he was going to sign for Rangers instead of Sunderland. And it never happened. Went down there for a couple of years. And I think I, I worked in Sunderland for a while, uh, uh, about 15, 20 years ago. And often we'd ask Sunderland supporters, older ones, what they thought. And they were they've got warm memories you know I didn't quite work for him but he wasn't despised there no I think they, that, they could see that it was a boy there with talent and he was, and was very young and away
1: from home I, um, um, but
0: when he came to us it was no better roses to start with
1: no it wasn't and he spent I think some decent money on him as well it was great mm-hmm. I think we three, four 400,000 pounds a lot of money back in the day mm-hmm. and uh, again he struggled to find his feet at the back of the net that's what it was broke for um and it didn't it didn't work initially for him but it wasn't long after that particular game. I think right. I think that was the, the cornerstone of him kicking on in East Rangers career. Uh, I had to it against Celtic, the League Cup final, 70,000 there. Um, you know, and it, 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 I, I actually don't think, remember things that happened in the game, but I remember. I remember. Uh, up St- I remember lifting the cup up. I remember lifting the cup, and I remember going back to. I remember going back to a, a party at Ibrooks and it was one loser draw back anyway right. so I'd have been subdued if you'd you'd get beat but you can imagine what it was what it was like
0: So the um you'd played schoolboy up to just under 18s and whatever Scotland had you played at Hamden before
1: I hadn't played at Hamden no no, no that was my first time even uh, it would but if, we, if we took the reserves over it was less at Hamden we played in. so I had never been at Hamden being at Hamden watched Scotland games and watch Rangers games. But no, never been on the park. And it just seemed, Craig, it seemed like, oh my God, look at the size of this place. I think as you, when you're younger, you do, you think, kind of, oh, couldn't believe the size yet. It.
0: Mm-hmm. I know it's no wonder you can't remember much about the game, but the, no, the, well, the, but the uh, stuff they build up and all it's that.
1: 40 years ago. 40 years ago,
0: the game. You know what I mean? Uh,
1: build up. I, I remember the build up and going, I'm um, in the bus and fans here obviously for both sides getting pelters for the, for the dark side and uh again i was kind of incognito because they didn't know me but uh, the usual suspects got it uh, but just laugh uh but again um again a, a, a new thing for me was you know driving uh from turnbury and hank maybe the outskirts of glasgow and big joke does his favorite thing taps a wee bus driver on the back
0: tunes get the tunes on <laughs>
1: Uh, and, and then uh, there's a funny one ain't there? there's a funny one, there's a funny story about uh, a wee Pitsy was in the bus and he comes up and big jokes like sing, sing <laughs> uh, and, and Pitsy uh, I know I, I not know the words gaffer he says well fucking hum it then son hum it <laughs> <laughs> hum it in Swedish <laughs>
0: okay. imagine so, that today
1: <laughs> hum it right in his face. Oh, so big jolt love the tunes, love the tunes. Because of course, the big jolt love the tunes because they were near knowing what's going on outside, you know, and especially you know you know, London Road and you're going out sell it Park, you know, the game's further down the line, and you're saying, ah, sure, it is oh they're not singing, but they'll fix doing the work for you, and they're they're getting you dogs up you should be belting out the bully boys on the teapots <laughs> Tremendous. And then obviously, and then again back then, it was Jim, Jimmy Bell. Drove the bus then as well. There was a guy just before Jimmy. Forget his name. He knew exactly when he turned it off. (laughs) So (laughs) did we just pick up what we're listening to on the bus when when we went to Celtic. But that was that was big joke for you, and that was you're right. That was the days for you. That's my arm.
0: So, what year did you make your debut?
1: I think eighty four. I think that just prior to that, uh, school cup final. That's when I started getting into the first team. Just at just at the kind of into the new year in the eighty-four season. So many
0: games would you have played against Celtic? You ever looked at that?
1: Uh I haven't really looked at it, but I wouldn't be far away for maybe double figures anywhere. But I think uh, it's has to be 10, 12 uh, week, uh, I, I, think, huh? I, might, I think I might think I'm wrong about that. But at that time they were predominantly well Aberdeen of course were the, the team that just won the, the, the Cup Winners Cup. Celtic were had always just the better handiers. We in some great games and some right tussles for each games and stuff like that. Yeah, for
0: each game, that was in my. I think that's the single maddest game of football well, I've ever, was ever. As
1: that was soon as his first game, as soon as his first game, he came up to watch it. They'd signed them. They'd made the, the announcement, and and, um, and and he and he came in, and, and there was a there was a few played that night. Actually, it was quite decent because David McKinnon played in it. Uh, we Bobby had played and we Bobby Russell. There was boys that had freed, but he still played them to kind of put them in the shop windows it was actually quite it was quite decent but obviously again surprise surprise uh we used to get some goals and different things you know what I mean so uh,
0: so your time maybe that's the thing I see a lot of players it doesn't matter if you played 10 times for Rangers or a hundred and ten times for Rangers or a thousand times for Rangers you played for Rangers and for the tens of thousands that go to Ibrox every every game and the hundreds of thousands of support for a farm and possibly the millions, They would give body parts to have played one game or part of one game for Rangers. Mm-hmm. Um, so it doesn't matter to me that you played 10 old forums or 100 old forums. You played an old forum game, shug. Mm-hmm. That is an amazing, to have done one game for Rangers, amazing. To have done one old forum game, tops that. Yeah. But to do 9, 10, 11, 12 of them, do you get it? I mean, is, is it, is it, is it, Something that you're aware of about how people would have loved to have done that, they just never had that opportunity.
1: I think I was always quite a people person. Anyway, you know, I would be at dinners, I would be young player years, player years, blah blah blah. So I was always probably a wee bit more connected to to punters than probably anybody in the dressing room. I'll be honest, there was a lot of them didn't like going to dinners. Um, I thought uh, these guys pay your wages. I'm I'm going to go and big joke was a lover. I was going to dinners at that time. Uh, and predominantly I was maybe a young player going he was player. So we were doing a lot of double double dunts, going to and in one night and so you were you were always feeling what punters were telling you and, and what you and I would always listen because I was a punter, I was a a supporter eventually after the Munald thing. I loved it being part of the Ranger football club um and being in the team. So um I I I, I never uh, i never underestimate how a fan felt towards the club. I would always endorse i'd always bring that into me, uh because um that's that was in my upbringing really just to.
0: So these number of um celtic games that you, you, you must have been fantastic playing on them which your your funniest moment in that uh, stuff that must go on in the part that fans just can't see because of the noise and it's attracted there must be absolute capers going on in these parts during these games which are Crazy um, memories.
1: I remember I remember one particular time Parkhead the tunnel as you know it is. it's not as tight as it used to be it used to be it was one at a time could just get through that we uh step up get into the dressing rooms uh and and if there was ever anybody that, that I wanted to kick at, at that time it was Maurice Johnston, than me <laughs> the best he really was right when, when you know uh, the old acrobat owning and all that during the game and he would show he would he would bring it out and went, but that was his game he would wind you up and I'm, I mean the his guy in the world to wind up you know what I mean a steam coming out of my ears and uh he's he shouting at you and he was flying at that time for sale he was going a lot of goals and um I'm, I just made sure I said well see if I'm not getting near you on the part, I'm going to get near you get up the tunnel at half time and uh i done everything but tackle him, get up the tunnel, right? I, I, I kind of I, I made it out that i, I stumbled on him, but I, I grabbed his hair at the same time. And I kind of pulled his hair as he was getting up the stairs and he was going back down the stairs at the same time. And I remember him, this clump of hair. And the next thing he turned around, he said, I swing at me, and all the players are all in about it. And <laughs> uh, you know, there was no security. And you know, I never just sort saw of, So, you kind of know, the players that sorted out, they're in air dressing they're into mine. Big goes, oh, what's going on out there? I says, oh, I says, I am about that, Maurice Johnson. Never mind doing it i out there. I'm out there you know one of the ones. Uh, I says, right, okay, I'll see what I can do. So uh stuff like that. Um there was always a bit of respect. Again, uh they had probably more Glasgow boys, Select supporters playing for them, and likewise with us So it was like supporters playing against one another. Uh-huh. But there was never um there was never any bigotry, there was never any uh, you know, you know slagging you know and for fa- that point of view um so there was nothing really i would tell you i would be honest and tell you you know there's no cook was funny you know cook, cook would, cook would wind him up and cook would love to wind. but no he was funny if i went out of the jungle the far side of, at parkhead and we'd be waiting uh, the, the the referee coming out cook would be on the touchline and at that time the jungle i mean they put the fences up after i think the or, was it the we game they, they get the bottle onto the pitch.
0: And Cooper
1: and yeah. Cooper would be uh, cute as you like. He would do Cooper, Cooper. Coop would blah. We're to him, listen to, to him. <laughs> like, oh, I know, I know, brilliant, isn't it? And, uh, and he's like, oh, fucking, masters, <laughs> and then he would just go casually, right? And uh, he would, it would casually not even turn round, but we go to scratch his back, right? But he would just put two fingers up to him, right? Just to do, and even the lines room is laughing, right. <laughs> And I've got will try to get through the fence too. I'm double it up before the game starts. <laughs> Coop was brilliant. Hansy and I ha- no, he used to storm me Sonzi's happen to Two fingers and get up, easily. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it that was, oh, was, oh, was so funny, Just wee daft things. We daft yeah. things. But I travelled with Coop, so Coop was great for me. Um as much as uh, Coop was known as the Moody Blue huh. didn't say much. Coop Coop was brilliant. It's singing he was a great singer. And I used to drive my dad's blue escort, pick him up. Coop never drove to him the Yeah. So I'd ask the escort and he'd pick me up, pick me up, Masher. I went, I'm, I will pick you up, neighbour. Picked him up and he came out in the morning. Coop was immaculate, man. Immaculate suits in the morning as well. You know, he used to you know. shaved, smelling a your rose. Smelled them man. I loved them right? it was brilliant. And then uh, Gordon Deal with Seadles doing. He he came out like a vagrant, right yeah. <laughs> Well, <laughs> I see the state of him. He can eat it, you know, have a cool tie. Toast, coffee. He wasn't playing, he'd fell out of the world, surprise, surprise, still is. But how you want to be with somebody and no like the other one, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But even just a young boy driving in, uh, going in was um was 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 great for me learning. Mm-hmm. Uh but we used to sing the songs. Cook used to sing daft songs and and who be playing this heart, oh playing against hearts. I hate playing against a bastard water kid. Cause what he just kicked him on the time but Coop never get the better of what he, but going in, pick him up, take him home, take me to Wally's, take you to Wally's, Wally Hills, up, up Hamilton. But Coop was just, uh, was, uh, he wouldn't give you a fight, you know what I mean, he's tight as two coats of paint. <laughs> he would couldn't the money days, he, he'd go to you and all that. Right? I, he picked me up Monday, but he didn't drop me off. He picked me up Tuesday, drop me, and he would work out his petrol money to give me. <laughs> it was murder.
0: Brilliant. Murder.
1: But I just, it, was a, it was a great honor just to have him in my car.
0: So the, Rangers change. Um, a lot of people, this is something that, it's crazy how history sometimes gets a wee bit blighted by people. A lot of people think David Murray started the Rangers revolution, but David Murray came in after as so mm-hmm. Mr Holmes came and... Um, oh, is it Mr Holmes, Oh, well, I've got a lot of respect for him. Okay. Um, you know. Well, we would that <laughs> if you want. And uh, the whole thing changed. So. Did you get in loan when Soonis came? Is that how it worked? Did you have a time left in your contract? How did, what happened when he arrived and the, the club changed?
1: Uh, I do remember um, the club changing and going back to the, that Glasgow Cup final. That was his first game he, he came in. Uh, but when Soonis had uh, six or seven months left, he's playing contract at Sampdoria. Mm. They got Walter immediately from Dundee United. So for six months prior to Souness coming, Walter was the golfer, Yeah. And uh there was never a nicer place to play because we actually raised the bar for Walter and results started getting better. I had played for Walter in the uh, 21s. right oh, yeah. Right. And uh I remember them saying to me, I had just missed out in Mexico because golf was right back and uh, they reckoned that my fitness wasn't good enough to go and play in Mexico because I was doing well with the twenty ones and I'm in the Rangers team. So obviously if you can get in the Scotland team says, but you'll be part of things here and uh, when Graham arrives, that's for sure. So that was walking back from uh, Bell Houston doing a stint over there one day. And I remember it, it, it just went, I've been all right, so he went, all right, that's all right. He says, Graham's due to arrive. He knows all about you. 21's is good. Pressed me when I was in charge of 21's, blah, blah, blah. I'm in the Rangers first team. I'm playing under Watersmith and Smith and I'm the first choice right back at Rangers. So... I thought when Big Jock went, um, it was sad because he'd put me in. He'd gave me what I had. He had learned me a lot of things. And I thought when Sunis came in, I thought, I, I've got to learn under a guy like James Sooners, Especially when I liked him as a player. I always thought he looked apart. He had a bit of quality about him. He was naughty. He looked, you know, he looked apart. And, and I thought, great, I, I've got to. I've got to learn under this guy when he mm-hmm. arrives. So for a few months before he arrived, I was on the team, um uh, playing well, and uh, looking forward to him to him coming to the club. Uh, he came in, he did the press stuff, blah blah blah, met everybody. First time he saw me was that uh, Glasgow Cup final. I had a really good game, Craig. You know, I mean, sometimes you come off and you know, I knew I did a good game, and uh, I went home I was delighted, and. Uh, Really, that was a breakup for the for the pre-season then. So we then came in uh about four or five weeks later and went on a pre-season trip to Switzerland. But this time soon as I nearly sat down with anybody and spoke to them because he had just come in, in a blaze of glory. Uh and um I remember going to Switzerland and we went on a can kind of a, a night out with a guy took us to his house and out in the, the hills where the games hadn't started. And we were playing wee silly games, uh, you had to go up and make a, basically an arse yourself in front of the players. And I was talking to Coop at the time, and he uh, was like he was looking around about to get somebody up, and um he says, rachel it's your turn. I says, Garfer, I said I can't do that. I said, I'm always like that he says, Come on, get yourself up there. When probably in hindsight, I should i just went up, oh, made an ass myself. I don't know what they were asking me today. I went, No, gaffer I'm talking to Coop here. Oh, that was that. Oh. He got off his chair at the bar. And everybody went, oh, What's going on here? Run right around the bar to me. He went, you fucking too good to do that. I said, Gaffer, I didn't know why I did that. He said, I'm going to tell you something right now. He says, My cards has been marked to be you. Craig, honestly, good. I mean Where the fuck is he talking about? My cards has been marked to be you. Coop looked at me, I looked at him. Because Soon as said this aura about them that people were was a wee bit oof, standoffish offish and a wee bit mm-hmm. uh, a wee bit timid of it. For me and little did I know that was that was the end of my career, at IBROX. And I'll tell you why. I had went to a range of supporters dance at the end of that season before we, we get back to do pre season, and David Holmes was there, and. Uh, the MC tonight asked me, and "I'm only young. I've never done a lot of public speaking, but I'm comfortable chatting, you know." I'm, and uh, he asked me about uh, the arrival of Graham Sooness and what it would mean for my career. I says, "Well, Joe Wallace lot my father figure to me. I'm, I'm gutted that the club uh, parted ways." I says, "But I tell you something. If I can't learn under somebody like Graham soonness and play under somebody that I've watched for a number of years, then there was something wrong." I says and uh well obviously Lange will come in and put his own ideas and his own stamp in the club i says in hey strangely enough we might be allowed mustaches you know as well <laughs> right because that, that team no yeah. no facial hair that's right um the the after the 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 the, the, inter- the altercation in switzerland it then came to light that david holmes had been back and told soonest what i'd said that our supporters do
0: what had you said that would upset anybody?
1: Nothing apart from players being allowed mustaches.
0: That's incredible. And in that? the
1: referee's room, when I went to see soon as when we get back, it went, I ah, fucking bad mouth me. his supporters do and all that. got has got frighten any bad mouth. And I knew right away it was David David Holmes that had told him what I'd said. And it was a it was just a throbby laugh. Cause it got a cheap laugh. It was like because fo- cause it was first thing when we Bobby came for you. Big Jones like him with that beard off, name, mustaches, new facial, name on it. And David Tones went back and told Soonis um uh, what I'd said. And it was just, Craig, it was it was just nothing, but it it was everything. Because he'd made his mind up. And Craig, honestly, I, I was I was well good enough to play in that team. I was merely good enough. And if I if I had to get a chance, I'd just never get a chance.
0: So other than uh, which was his first game, but wasn't really this his first full season. Did you play any of that when you came back for Switzerland? Did you ever play for Rangers again?
1: Aye. He brought me in, uh, he, he treated me like a, treated me like a, like a dog. I was back in the way dressing him. Peter McLeod was in charge of the reserves. Peter had turned a wee bit against me. Walter had to. Because soon this was I was his gaffer. Uh, and I knew Walter had felt sorry for me. I knew that, but football people, people look after a Silk Craig, right? And I knew that, and I had nothing ever against Walter because he had to go where the gaffer I had said, even though I knew Walter liked me. Uh, I remember one particular Friday, she went up, knew I wouldn't be on it, and I was going to do into the boot room. We trained, and I went. Soon as I went, and this is probably the first time he even spoke to me for that. He went, shall we the tomorrow? Right, okay, so I want you to play wide here for, don't concentrate on your defending, I want you to bomb forward. Jimmy I will play behind you. I'm in, it's up to me. A really good game, fans are delighted I'm back the team, for obscurity really. Uh, good game, beat hearts. Uh, play against Hank St Mirren in the midweek, beat them, still in the team, wide right, just Jimmy and I working as a wee tandem, bombing on. And then when it happens on the Saturday, it wasn't as good. Uh, we were losing one now He hooked me because I knew it was coming, and uh, I never played for Rangers again uh, after that.
0: So what caused the the captain of the team for him to have to put you in? I mean, obviously, it's fair to say that he wouldn't have wanted to do no, it. Have been his first choice. No, so I, th- what,
1: what... I think I think somebody had one of his midfield players had been injured. I just can't remember who it was. The back four kind of was picking itself. It was Jimmy Nick. Uh, Big Terry, Slum and stupid sure I know. Mm-hmm. and the middle of the park would have been probably Girante, uh, Koisty up front, cook wide left, Big Ted, um, Kami maybe. Yeah yeah. Um so but I'm going through that team again and there was a lot of them. Fergie, Jarante, yeah. like or all, all, all boys that I was brought up with as yeah. so. well. So it was hard and sore to accept that I was the, the one that was getting the chance through uh, what had been said or what hadn't been said and what have you and and I don't I don't know whether me being a big blue nose um, and having that uh, persona having it whether soon as like that or not, Uh because you never really heard that side of him as a manager he wasn't really want to get involved in all that uh, the Rangers Celtic thing it was a wee bit more yeah, away for that, so uh, who knows? Um, I'm sitting here at 58, we're on fifty, and I, I, I still feel as if I got a raw deal. I know people, I know people look at it, any jobs again, they're all day different jobs, and it's how you got on me, a manager, it's how you got on me, the people that own the club. Um, but it seems to have been that it seemed to have kind of followed me through my career. Um, because the, the move after that, um you'll probably want to go into was was one of the one of the worst experiences that I ever ever had um as as a professional footballer. Um I went to Hearts. Uh, I went to Legionated on loan and I got a phone call at my uncles in Leeds from Alan McDonald to say that they wanted me to come and play for Hearts. And uh I says, I can't come and play I can't come back and play against the Rangers. Why? He says, Sandy and I done it. I says, I know you've done it very successful. I says, but I am going to come England. I want to come to Leeds, Benham was the manager there. I was at a couple of games in the here, like what saw. So it was either Leeds or Bradford just after the fire. Trevor Cherry was the manager, they wanted to take me there. Stuart McCall was there, John Henry, and Valley Parade was rebuilt. So it was one or the other. And McMurdo phoned me. Shoggy. He says, this deal's on. He says, we're going to give you an excavation payment. You'll get well weighed in. I'd see you left my contract. Hearts will pay you. Your wages will go up. It's a no-brainer and it'll get you playing again. Hearts at that time were predominantly taking players for Rangers who weren't getting into the team. They took a lot of players mm-hmm. over the years, ex-Rangers players. So I went home, spoke to my mum and dad. And I knew Hearts had a good support. It's a great atmosphere playing there. Um it, it could have been worse moves for me when I looked at it and I went right, okay, I thought Big Slim. Big Slim is gutted. Big Slim is gutted because he played in the championship winning team and was only made available when hearts made inquiries about him. And Slim was like flabbergasted, they had just won the league for Rangers and soon as we prepared to sell him. Because Big Slim had played ink left back. He played a lot at left back for sooner, So he was more, he it was, mere, the, the deal was mere surprising. than him. So it was Harts, a double deal. Then it was a double deal. So I went to hearts, um, Big Slim and I were driving through M8 to the press conference, you must have looked at me too much depressed players in <laughs> <than> my life. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm happy to be here. <laughs> oh, does
1: well, it is always rain on these. I've from, always wanted oh, to play for hearts. House. We're all in heart house. So I got to Sheraton. It was quite funny because that was on STV News at night. Slim and I sitting there with the meter of copiers topo in yeah. the hearts, and we're sitting there as if we're, what was that for prisoners? that were like new signings. So, anyway, I'll, I'll quickly cut to the chase. The reason I'm saying the move didn't work out three year ago, three years ago, and this all adds up to why this happened at hearts. Three years my wee pal, Bobby Russell, so, was in the tune. It was before the pandemic, and having a beer in the event. Hi you, you, we Bobby's get a drink and I mean he's funny being Bobby time. But I love him if I mean, you cost me a move to hats you. He says to me. I said, What are you talking about, dafty? I never cost you a move. He says, You cost me a move. He says, you work that out? He said, I don't know if he's telling you this or no. I says, Well, when you say that, you've got to you know. Ain't he? I said, uh-huh. What happened? He says, Alec and Doddy inquired about Slum. And the only reason they were going to get slim was to take me so the phone call for doddy doing to leads to bring me back up the road was a lie to take me to time castle and play me was a lie and tell me that i was only one part of the deal and they couldn't believe it when soon as they offered slim was another lie sandy jardin is no longer with us and I'll say what I need to say and Alan McDonald still does his work at Eyebrooks. The two of these guys as ex-Rangers players actually treated me worse than what soon as done. Uh I've never felt so far out of things in all my life at being a football Club and the way the two guys treated me. I couldn't get into the first team at I Hearts for Water Kid. My dad could have get in before fucking what my kid. And the fans were going, what is happening here? Why is this boy no playing? They didn't want me anywhere near the ground. It was slum they wanted. And it wouldn't have mattered what I'd done. They put me back out. When I went in, I played. Put me back out, put me in, put me out. Treated me like shit in their shoe.